Hey there, Tony here again with the Words and Music of Faith, Hope, and Love podcast episode number 26. That would be, let's see, 52 weeks in a year. That would be half a year that I've been doing this. That's pretty cool. I hope uh, you're having a great Christmas season, and that's what I'm going to call it, the Christmas season, because the only reason we have the holiday season is because everybody here in America started celebrating Christmas a long time ago, long before all these other ones popped up. And, uh, you know, the other ones, okay, fine, do what you're going to do. But uh, it's Christmas. It's about Jesus being born and coming to earth as a man, uh, God with us, Emmanuel. And that's why we're uh, even celebrating anything at all. So the rest of it just sort of sprung up because everybody wanted to have their own thing too. And that, you know, go ahead, have fun, but it's all about Jesus. So I want to wish all of you a Merry Christmas right before I even get started on this week's uh, articles and uh, things that I'm going to share with you. Merry Christmas. I hope you'll have a great, prosperous, healthy, happy 2014. And uh, we'll Try to help each other get through all the things that are, uh, should I say, our lovely government might uh, try to put us through. Well, we'll see. We'll see what comes. Uh, remember, we can endure all things. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us if that's where we'll lean and turn. And that's what I'm going to do. Because one day, in the twinkling of an eye, we're going to be out of here anyway. So that kind of segues into uh, this first thing that I want to share with you. Imagine one second you're here on earth going about your business and then in the twinkling of an eye, you're in the heavenly places with God. I mean, how cool would that be? Does it sound silly? Uh, Does it sound far-fetched? Does it sound ridiculous? You know what? I'll take that kind of silly, far-fetched, ridiculous notion any day of the week because they're is a God in heaven, and he does love me. And he will be coming back one day to stop all this chaos and confusion. And when he does, I want to be on his team. Now, this is the truth. You were created. You didn't just magically materialize, and neither did anyone else who ever lived. Every person on earth is a creation of God. There's a problem with people, though. They've been given a will of their own, and the vast majority of them are choosing, and I emphasize that word choosing, to be their own God, and that's God with a little g. They've chosen to fall for the lies that say we can only really know what we can apprehend with our five senses, and that just isn't sensible. The Apostle Paul talks about that moment when Jesus returns for his followers, and he says, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. In other words, that's when we'll receive that glorious body that I mentioned uh, in another podcast. You know, we'll know the full meaning of the passage, O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? And we will be alive to God and alive forevermore from that point. It's not a silly thing to believe all this unless it's not the truth. But I've seen an insurmountable and irrefragable body of evidence in my lifetime, from manuscripts of ancient Jewish and Christian documents to archaeological evidence to prophetic evidence to statistical and scientific evidence. The creation reaches out 
to the Creator. That's just the truth. My goal is now to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that I'll fail here and there, but also knowing that it won't be in vain because Jesus is coming back. You know who Jesus is? He is God. He is. He's the second person in the Trinity of God. And that's not polytheistic. It's one God revealed in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We can't completely comprehend that, but we can apprehend it. Uh, I could talk more about that at another time, but I just wanted you to get the point that He is God. And for me, He is the God of Christmas. Many, many people don't believe in the God of Christmas. And I can only imagine the inner sense of hopelessness and futility that helps to cultivate. I mean, if there is no God who created the heavens and the earth, if there is no God who created us and every living creature and, and, and thing on the earth, if there is no God who knows every detail of what is best for us, then there is no truth. There is nothing we can depend on except ourselves. And that's a recipe for chaos and confusion. And have you noticed chaos and confusion in this world? I mean, surely, if you follow even the tiny 140-character tweets on Twitter, you must have noticed. Most people are looking for an answer to their hopelessness, but most refuse to believe their hope could lie in the person of Jesus. Some Jewish carpenter who possibly lived 2,000 years ago couldn't possibly be the God of Christmas, and therefore the hope of the world, right? But he is. Now, you don't have to believe that, but I assert that one day you will. And if that day isn't during your current time here on earth, then it'll be too late. You will have already chosen to be your own God. You will rule and reign in a universe of one for eternity. But it's so avoidable. What do you need to do? Believe. So easy, yet so excruciatingly impossible for most. I pray that you'll begin to dig deeper than the physical, deeper than even your perceived metaphysical, and peer down into your own soul today. Listen closely, very closely. And I pray that you'll hear that still small voice and begin to understand what I mean when I say, I believe in the God of Christmas. And I have a song on my website, TonyFunderburk.com, called The God of Christmas. You can listen to it there by clicking on the link that is I Believe in the God of Christmas. Look for that article posted. And uh, the lyrics are there and the song. You can play the song. I hope you go and listen to it. Enjoy it for Christmas. If you do, let me know. If you hate it, you can let me know that too. Uh, you and I exist on this planet at the same time. We're both humans. We both have the exact same needs. Food, water, shelter, clothes, emotional stability. Does one of those needs seem out of place compared to the others? You know, if you said yes to emotional stability, you may already be ahead of me, but please allow me to make my point. And uh, then, uh, of course, I'd share some lyrics with you if you were willing. And uh, when something goes wrong... What's your first reaction? Panic? Anger? 
or do you immediately start looking for the solution? Well, let me share a little secret with you. Solutions are easier to find when you smile. I know from personal experience how detrimental it can be to your health to start mentally abusing yourself during negative circumstances. When life deals you some trials and tribulations, you've always got a choice to make. Look for solutions with joy in your heart or lament the problems with a thundercloud around your head. Sounds like a good idea there, right? I don't think so. Instead of wearing a dark face to match a dark mood, how about whistling while you work? You don't need to be Snow White or any of the seven dwarfs to benefit from music. If you're not a good whistler, hum. If you don't hum well, keep the rhythm. If you're not very rhythmic, at least shine a spotlight on somebody who is, because then there ain't no dark. There's some uh, lyrics to a song on on the um, TonyFunderberg.com website that just happened to be called There Ain't No Dark, and that's what sort of led me to that uh, article. Uh, it starts out with pessimistic inclinations. Oh, statistical emotions. Don't try it. Don't buy it. It won't look good anyhow. Problematic imperfections. Oh, they're fishes in the oceans. Just face it and erase it. You could change the whole world now. And there ain't no dark when you can see the light. The rest of the words on the website. Look for TonyFunderberg.com forward slash you and I. And uh, you can read that. I'm going to be looking for... I have a recording of that song somewhere, and I haven't been able to find it. I wanted to share it, but I'll find it and get it on there sometime. Uh, Of course, since this is coming up on Christmas, or we're coming up on Christmas, I've been writing some articles uh, and some other things that uh, have to do with that time in the Bible. And I thought about this story. Um, A few years ago, my wife and I and a couple of our friends were enjoying some exploration time on the western slope near Rifle. For those of you not from Colorado, that's here in my home state. It's a it's an area of the state. It's over on the western slope. So we were driving up a dirt road canyon and happened upon a couple of men and their dog keeping watch over their flock of sheep. And the flock took over the whole road and we didn't mind. I mean, we found it so interesting. We just pulled over and watched them herd on by. As the first shepherd walked by, I asked him where they were heading, and it was another town quite a few miles away, and we were surprised that sheep would still be herded that old-fashioned way in this day and age, but the guide told us it was more common than we might think. We just thought it was cool to watch the cute little sheep walking down the gravel road making their bah, bah sheep noises. Somewhere in the crowd, we could hear the metal clanging of what I would normally call cowbells, but since these were sheep, I guess they were sheep bells. It was a real treat, and uh, I guess I'll have to go through my digital, old digital uh, videotape files and see if I have any footage of that day, and if so, I'll share it with you on my website, TonyFunderberg.com. Today, when I recalled that experience, I began to imagine what it would be like to, you know, if you were one of those same guys who were keeping watch over their flock and were suddenly faced with a glowing angel who said, Do not be afraid, I bring you good tidings of great joy. 
They might even start thinking, what in the world? But before they can even finish the question, a whole host of angels appears, singing and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Whoa, what would you do? Fall down on your knees? Run? Shout and jump for joy? It's hard to imagine what I might do if it happened to me, but I believe I'd be real curious to discover what they were talking about and how and why this all happened. Well, about... 2,000 years ago, some other shepherds were keeping watch over their flock of sheep when that very scenario occurred. And after the host of angels left them and went back into heaven, they decided to follow a guiding star to Bethlehem to find out more. They discovered a man and his wife spending the night in basically a livestock pen with their newborn baby in a manger. That's a trough that animals eat out of. And for some strange reason... The shepherds believed what they were told about this child, that he was God in the flesh. All these years later, we're still talking about that person born in a manger, and the history of the world revolves around his life. Can you imagine how awesome it would have been to be there that night? Well, something that will be even more awesome and glorious will be to live in paradise forever getting to know that person we Christians call Jesus. He came to earth as a real human baby, grew into a real human man, suffered a real human death, and resurrected after three days, all because he loves us. Since I don't see myself as all that lovable, it does my heart good to reread this story from time to time. And at this Christmas time of year, it's particularly good to share it with others. I hope you will too. The story of Christmas. You know, when you're sharing that story, you might want to consider how speech is unique to humans. And this is true for three main reasons. Your larynx is low in your neck with a long air column above your vocal cords. And because of this physical design, you can make clear vowel sounds. That's pretty cool. And the back of your tongue extends deep down into your neck and modulates airflow to make clear consonant sounds. So now we have consonants and vowels easy to make because of the way we're designed. We'll contrast that with apes that have a flat horizontal tongue and that leaves them unable to make consonant sounds. Okay. Now as cool as those two facts are, they pale in comparison to this. You have a pre-wired brain and I use that term sort of like computer technology term, but you are, you're kind of pre-wired to learn and convey abstract ideas. Now don't stop and say anything at all right now, just mull that over in your pre-wired brain for a moment. I'll give you a minute. Okay, did you mull? Good. Now think about your favorite color. Mine's blue, as if you couldn't tell by the design of my website and practically everything else that you see me do, if you've been following things for a while. There's so many things your mind can conjure up just by thinking of a color. But even better than that, you can describe the word pictures your mind is conjuring up in words that other humans can understand. Then they can actually understand your meaning even if it doesn't coincide with the mere scientific facts 
of why our eyes can see the color blue. I hope that all makes sense to you. It's, it's talking about abstract ideas, things that aren't concrete, like, you know, the, the uh, lead is heavy and the water is wet. Okay, pretty much universal truths there. Everybody can realize that. But if you say, the color blue was like liquid in my mind, well, that's an abstract idea, you know? But you can convey that, and someone else can get that. Now, that's true language. So, so you get what I'm telling you? I mean, do you see the significance of this trio of design traits? Scientists admit they can find no evolutionary development to explain our speech center in our brains. And of course, a Christian who believes the Word of God, when it says He created us with every capability, that Christian isn't stumped. We're not stumped. We know that we're pre-wired for making and understanding speech, and we're pre-wired by the most intelligent being in the universe, God. Yes, speech is unique to humans. But if you disagree, I'm willing to talk about it. It does my heart good to know I'm not some inconsequential little animated pile of carbon. I'm confident I'll leave more than a footprint here on earth. I'm going to live forever with the one who gave me awareness of my own existence. And I'm going to love every minute of it. I hope you'll, uh, I hope you'll do the same. I hope so. If you haven't already done it, it's not too late. And here, let me give you a little bit of the genealogy of Jesus. I won't go into the detail. It's, it's kind of complicated and it gets lengthy. I mean, when you look at the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew 1 in the Bible, there's a long list of begetting. You know, the list starts with Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Now, those are names that most everyone has heard at one time or another. But the list continues with about 34 other names from father to son to son to son to son to son. To son. Yeah, well, and a few mothers are listed as well. Now, this seems like an awful lot of detailed accounting for one little baby, doesn't it? For my birth, there was an account of my mother and father, and that was about it. And I guarantee you there aren't more than about 10 people in the whole world who could tell you their names. And that information probably wouldn't pour easily out of their mouths if asked. So that baby Jesus must have been pretty special. I'm talking one-of-a-kind special. There were no emperors or kings or pharaohs or dictators or presidents who ever had such a humble birth with such magnificent announcements. No other person was ever born of a virgin mother. No other person was ever sung over by angelic choirs. No other person ever stirred up such extreme emotions and turmoil by simply being born. And no other person will ever reach that level of significance. Many have tried, and more, thinking themselves wise, will also try and fail. The genealogy of Jesus shows why we even have a holiday season. His birth is a holy day holiday, because God became flesh and dwelt among us for a little while. And he will dwell among us again, and when he returns, it won't be as a little baby in a manger. He will be king of all and over all, and eventually every day will be like Christmas. I can hardly wait. But I pray that if you don't already know that Jesus 
is the reason we even celebrate Christmas and that the reason we have any holiday season. If you don't already know that, and if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, as the King of the universe, as the Creator of all heaven and all earth and everything that is made, if you don't know Him, if you haven't if you haven't gotten to know Him and asked Him into your heart, do it. It's not too late. Do it. I encourage you. You will be better off forever. I can't encourage you strongly enough. But I do it with all the faith, hope, and love I can muster for you. But still, I can't make the choice for you. It's all up to you. Choose life. Choose forever life. That does it for this week's uh, Words and Music of Faith, Hope, and Love podcast. This is Tony Funderburk from TonyFunderburk.com. I hope you'll tune in next week. Lord willing and the creek don't rise. And I... Uh, Again, want to wish you a joyous, glorious, blessed Merry Christmas for 2013. And I will see you uh, next week before, let's see, yeah, before the end of the year. We'll be doing the last one of this year, the last podcast of this year. And until then, God bless.